0: Are you a self-published author needing more sales?
1: Let's talk about momentum advertising for authors.
0: If you'd rather be writing your next book instead of taking marketing classes
1: or roping your cousin's girlfriend into handling your social media ads,
0: get Community Authors' latest service. They do all the work to get your book noticed.
1: Find out more on their weekly information sessions that are free if you go to their website, communityauthors.com.
0: I'm telling you, this exclusive program is a great opportunity.
1: Their clients are really partners at Momentum Advertising for Authors, so be sure to tell them that Christy and Kathy from GOB sent you.
0: Welcome to GOB with Christy and Kathy where we talk about writing, reading, and life in between.
1: I'm Christy in South Florida. And I'm Kathy in South Dakota. We're two newbie writers who share our love of food, wine, and crime fiction. We have interviews with best-selling and award-winning authors on our Corks and Conversation episodes.
0: And don't forget our Words in Progress episodes where we have fun writing lessons with writing experts. Join us for today's episode.
1: Welcome to Quirks and Conversation with J.D. Allen. Yes, Kathy, she's from my neck of the woods. <laughs> I
0: know, but I am a little curious how she knows so much about Las Vegas, which is the setting for her Sin City investigation series.
1: Yes, uh, we'll have to talk to her about that. But first, let me tell you a little more about her. Um, J.D. Allen earned a degree in physical anthropology and creative writing minor from the Ohio State University. She's the author of the Sin City Investigation series, and she has short stories, including in several anthologies. Skin Game, the second book in her Sin City series, was nominated for a Seamus in 2020, which is a good award. And um, in the romance world, um, she's also published 11 books and novellas. On her Sin City books, Jeffrey Deaver, we all know him, New York Times bestselling author, said that wonderful and rare combination of high speed suspense and complex, richly drawn characters will keep you on the edge of your seat. So how's that for a plug? Oh, yeah. 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 And so she's also the past chair of BoucherCon Convention National Board and past president of the Triangle Chapter of Sisters in Crime. She is a member and current VP of the Florida Chapter of MWA. And she moved to a lovely downsized home in St. Augustine, Florida, just in time to quarantine with her aging mom, six cats and a grumpy Brit. So we need to pass her a drink. Yeah, so right. JD, it's so nice to have you here with us today.
2: Yeah, it's she's nice to be here and drinking at five. <laughs> <Yeah>. It's five <laughs> cheers, o'clock. Cheers cheers. cheers. cheers.
0: Okay, so this week JD um chose the wine. One of our faves. She chose the Nineteen Crimes cab. JD has a little bit of a different blend. What do you have?
2: I have the Cali Red, which is the Snoop Dogg signature version of of 19 Crimes, and it, 19 Crimes kind of glorifies the guys who were a little bad, but ended up being their own little, you know, having their own good legacy on the community. And I think that kind of fits my, my main character, Jim, pretty well. Uh, I picked the uh, the original Nineteen Crimes for this is uh you see the first book in the series. There we go. Is Nineteen Souls and that was my original title was Nineteen Crimes. So, oh uh, really? Kinda, oh yeah. So that's I did. Interesting. I got the I kinda got the idea from the Y model. <laughs> and uh <laughs> right. it, it turns out the publisher who originally published that book uh had in the same catalog another book with the title Crimes in it. And that one was already in the catalog, so I had to change my title. This fits perfectly well, actually, but my little tie to the, the 19 Crimes wine will always be kind of in my heart for kicking oh, off the yeah. series.
1: Perfect. Perfect
2: connection. Yeah, well, and it's it a tastes, great it's choice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I think this one, the uh, the the Cali Red is a little brighter, and, then I, and I don't have it right here to compare, but going from memory. Well, the
1: description it. of this is Starts out with rich, bright red. It <laughs> so it's pretty bright too. I yes, the okay, cab it.
0: says it's a rich, bright red to crimson color. That's Wine just the has color. an intense nose with lifted vanilla aromatics balanced with red currants, violets, and mulberry fruits.
2: Oh, very sorry. this one, I guess since it's snoops, we'll get into the wine a lot. It says uh Nineteen Crimes tells the story of uh rule breakers who beat the odds, overcome adversity, and went on to become folk heroes in their own society. So this, this, this one's a bad attitude. We kind of like that. Pretty cool. <laughs> we don't care what it tastes like. It's Snoop Dogg. Yeah.
1: All the times that we've tried um, 19 Crimes, I always thought it was just a bunch of criminals. I didn't realize that they went on to um,
2: actually there 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 is a thing there's a little scan code on there the 19 crimes was the original list of crimes that would have gotten you booted out of europe and sent to the penal colony of australia so there was a list of 19 things that you could get ousted for and that's where the 19 crimes came from
1: wow i
0: i saw recently that um martha stewart is on one of their labor's Labels, excuse me, for um, Martha Shard, like a Mar- Martha Shard name.
2: <laughs> well, they are buddies. and Snoop are buddies, right? I know, That's pretty funny.
0: If you're like us and enjoy a glass of wine, NakedWines.com should
1: be your next online stop. You don't have to get naked, but you can get six bottles of wine, red, white, or a mix, for only thirty four ninety nine plus free shipping. That's a savings of $90. Or you could get naked. Either way, go to our
0: website, com for a coupon code. It's that easy. No
1: commitments, no membership fees, just wine shipped to you direct from independent winemakers with a 100% refund guarantee. Go
0: to com for the coupon code.
1: All right, so now that we've gotten our sips of wine, yes, um, I want to start to talk about your book, bricks and bones so first of all tell everybody out there a little bit what it's about and I kind of like the description that you had on your website so I'm going to kind of kind of start out with that because it's what do Jeffrey Dahmer's murderous glove a brick from Lizzie Borden's fireplace a girl missing for over a decade and an old mob boss have in common that's what P.I. Jim Bean must find out to solve his next case so (laughs) it's set in las vegas like we said and um he's investigating missing memorabilia from murder murderabilia yes yes that's a new term term it's actually
3: not it's a thing it's kind of a scary thing and i actually the Mm -hmm. the thing that uh inspired the book is a piece of murderabilia or one of the pieces of murderabilia that i own which is a brick from Lizzie Warden's fireplace in okay. the basement from when they tore the basement apart looking for the axe handles to, to test the book, and for.
1: that's what they discuss in the book, so that's cool. Now we yeah. know there are. I own
3: that brick. Dr. Kathleen uh, Ramsland, who's a forensic psychiatrist that a lot of people know,
1: we've met her, Kathy.
3: Yeah, you met she, she, she she's. What she's very at some I, I of the conferences, that. yeah. <laughs> she uh she spent the night there one night and they um by herself in the dark in the basement of the Lizzie Borden house because she's just wacky like that. And she got this brick, <laughs> so I bought it in a, one of the auctions at, at uh writer's Police Academy because I just one of those things I had to have. So when I was trying to come up with this book, and, and every time anything goes bad in my life and I put it on Facebook, Kathy always says, It's the brick. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know. Like, where my, do you keep it? You might. I mean,
3: it's right there. A- my my bookcase. Uh, okay. It's, it's my is full of bookcases and junk, and if I turn it, you'll go. Ah! But uh, <laughs> my my bookcase of nonfiction and kind of my forensic books and my psychiatry books and, and all that are is, is directly. If I look, I have an L-shaped desk. So if I look that way, so sh- the brick sits right there. So I was talking to my friend Cheryl, who who was also part of the board in Florida, and I was tossing some ideas around. And I said, you know, maybe I can do some murderabilia things and get the haunted museum in in, in Vegas mixed up in it, and some old mob money or something. And the brick, you know, thank God, fell off the shelf. Oh my gosh, (laughs) fell off the shelf. Cheryl was on the Zoom with me. So I, I have a witness. So I said, "Okay, that's it. It's at least going to be bricks and something." And I also the other you're going to make me show you now. Both well, me
1: and Kathy's mouths are wide open if you watch I, us on YouTube because we're like, I "What?" Also have a
3: spell collection that's right there with that. So the bones spell, Some of the bones and, fell. And you are
1: married and. I am somebody very- still lives in this house with you,
3: Ooh, my mom lives in <laughs> so again i I studied uh physical anthropology, which is you know the study of bones bricks and bones so i the skulls I have are not human because that would be illegal but oh. i i I did used to have a fascination with skulls, so if, I won't get into it. I ended up with a whole bunch of like I have a badger skull and a I am so
1: skull. glad that. <laughs> J.D. has decided to be a writer of <laughs> fiction versus a true serial killer, which <laughs> Okay,
3: that's another story, but we'll go, I, I, I haven't wow. read that one. Just, Kathy's going oh to my gosh, that's sure. so funny. <laughs>
1: it's just, oh, wow. I mean, so, that, so,
3: that started.
1: so that's, that is interesting. And when I, and, and it is new to me, I don't know about you, Kathy, but I've never heard murderabilia, but now. I'm sure I'm going to hear it all the time because that's you how
3: it works. Are, um, <laughs> there is a, 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 an online, tra- not even online, trade of murderabilia. Uh, one of Gillian Finn's books, um, la- the character was the last victim, a, a remaining victim from a massacre. And she's at her bottom rock bottom I'll come up with a name like as soon as we get off this this podcast (laughs) that's okay (laughs) anyway she starts trying to make some money by selling some of her stuff because people are so enamored with her because she was this child left amongst a dead family that whole book's about murderabilia and the underground murder and it's 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 one of my favorite books of hers and I can't I
1: I think maybe the book was dark places
3: oh that might be it yeah that's and it.
1: and when you when you got you got your murderabilia from um a, you know charity auction so whatever but do you know what the like the value of it is
3: i do not and i you know i don't even i, I yeah you're not like you're not I'm that not, level not where you're <laughs> and, and most people who buy the things really aren't and a lot of the stuff is sold is for charity stuff and like uh you know like the btk stuff people you know
1: yeah yeah and stuff and,
3: That's and all really. that.
1: well i could see that happening too a lot in las vegas because crazy things happen in las vegas now how <laughs> did you end up writing and setting your books in las vegas did you live there or?
3: love las vegas no uh my late <laughs> husband My, I, I I was married previously and I lost my husband at 40 to cancer. Oh, I'm sorry. Before he passed, uh, he and I used to go to the national finals rodeo every year in Vegas and we'd spend a, a, a lot of time there, you know, kind of back in the days where it was kind of changing from old Vegas to Disney Vegas. Right. So that was the cusp of that. And we just loved the grittiness of it. And, you know, we went and I go once or twice a year I go to Vegas I've gone by myself I've gone with girlfriends I've gone with dates I've
1: gone we'll go myself. with you next time right Kathy I'm, I'm <laughs> in
3: and every time I go I find something so this year when I went I got to go when the when when COVID had first dipped like last May mm-hmm. you know right before it went right yeah
1: before. right right after you get the vaccine and you think oh everything's over and before <laughs> I right. <it> came back
3: <laughs> and I I had the idea going so I went to um uh, Zach Babbin's haunted museum there, which I'd not done before, and uh, it's a lot of fun. But he has a lot of murderabilia in there as well. So I thought, well, I gotta have that kind of character in here. So I made up my own haunted museum in Vegas, and my own guy who's wrapped up in it. And then I thought, well, there's also a zombie burlesque show. Oh my God. <laughs> Okay,
1: I
0: know that's I also, in the
3: book you,
0: too. I, I
1: have expanded my knowledge base
3: greatly today. Yeah. <laughs> it's to be of your service, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, the zombie burlesque thing is really more of kind of a touristy thing inside one of the big malls. But in my book, I gave it its own thing and a very storied history behind it, where the woman's mother was married to a mobster. So we end up with all this stuff going on. And I never have a simple plot. There's always a whole lot feeding in. And it takes a while to even for me to siphon it out. And so this one was so funny that um, I had to do an extra edit. Because when I sent them to description, I made the mistake of saying spookiness ensues. And the sales departments like she can't do a paranormal. Like, oh, So I had to do like a twenty-five page extra outline to prove to them I was not half
1: that's
3: so funny. And now
1: she tells us about the brick falling in her house. I know maybe there's a little paranormal. That
3: that was real life though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's real life. Spooky. I love all these, you know, crazy characters. I you know, but Jim Bean gotta know how you came up with that name. There's gotta be a story behind it, or, you know, how do you come up with your names?
3: <laughs> uh, Jim's a special, uh, and it's an ongoing joke, right? Because mm-hmm. in, in every book he introduces himself and in at least one character says "bean" like the whiskey <laughs> and he'll say, in every single book, he gives a different bean: no vanilla bean or <laughs> no Mexican jumping bean. And how someone reacts to it, he kind of judges where they are when he's trying to interrogate them if they pay attention to it if they get the joke if they get mad at him for you know or whatever he uses that as part of it um the first in 19 souls there is a hint as to how he named how he got that name because that is not his birth name kind
0: of like a little easter egg egg. egg. egg
3: throughout all the books Uh, he was uh based on a friend of mine who years ago was actually uh so jim's background was that he was uh, falsely accused of rape tossed in prison charged with rape sexual assault and uh battery and he it ruined his life he was on his way to the fbi he was doing all those things and he did not do well and he went straight to the bottle instead of to church or whatever and ended up in Vegas. So that's his story of how he got to Vegas. And his story arc has been like in skin game, his fiance who did not believe him when he said he did not do it shows back up in his life. And he's forced to help her find her sister. So we get all that emotional drama of his in, in skin game. So that carries through. Now he's learned enough about all the other bad things that happen to people and especially women and he's Kind of realizing that my pity party has gone on too long, right? Mm-hmm. And he's. But he's,
1: even so, I mean, w- you can read this book individually, even if you haven't gotten read that background.
3: That stuff's kind of background, and I try to be really careful to make sure that if you even go, I don't get that. It's only like this much, right? Right, if right. You, you know, I don't dwell on it, uh, other than in Skin Game. But it, you could still read Skin Game before Nineteen Souls and be fine.
0: Okay, given our past conversation, Lizzie Borden's bricks falling off your shelves, pretty right? deep story in this thriller mystery, where did romance come from?
3: Okay, so um, it's a story I like to tell, but it makes a lot of new authors really angry because my first book I ever published, I, I wrote on accident. So I think I mentioned earlier that I had a husband that passed away. He had cancer so i spent a lot of time i was trying it was when i first started writing with the intent to earn money and i was writing pretty dark stuff but i had a really good uh, romance writers group in the area in north carolina where i lived but there was not a mystery group so i joined them and i made a really good friend that i've been a friend with for for forever now and she said you need to write something light and fluffy just to get your head out of it and she was writing erotic male male historical romances
1: oh gosh you're kidding me
3: no what and i said
1: it's not right what you
3: know there either (laughs) no i'm always on somewhere so i you know i'm like what am i gonna write she said just write something funny and she said you know my publisher's doing a call for short stories uh about weddings so just write me just for me a short story you know romance for weddings and And it was Christmas and I had like three weeks. So I wrote this short story about a pug wedding and the woman who was putting together the pug wedding and the man whose mother was doing it as a charity event got together and we had happy pugs and a happy couple and (laughs) yay yay romance, right? (laughs) I sent it to my friend, Nancy, and she said, this is hilarious. You know, this is pretty good. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I needed a brain break. Well, she sent it to her publisher, who then called me. This was back in the days when they called you, right? <laughs> and she said, can you make this a novella? And I said, you're going to pay me? <laughs> and she said, yes. So I said, you're going to pay me to write. And she said, yes. So I ended, it, it turned out being a very long, a short novel romance thing. And I, 11 books later, I was like, guys, if I have to write another sex scene, I'm going to kill myself if not somebody else. So, <laughs> I have to, um,
1: back to her serial killer roots. Back there. to my serial killer.
3: You know, I, I, it, it, it's a lot harder than you think. Just so you know, I was. Uh, we, we never I doubted that. Scenes of a bunch of fight scenes. You don't know scenes. how
1: hard we think it is, so <laughs> it's probably not harder than we think. It's probably it's hard.
3: hard. <laughs> but um so I, I ended up with an agent and a contract and all this stuff and I was doing really well and my agent's like are you out of your mind and I'm like well I just I you know shrimp fork to the eyeball okay I can't <laughs> do it and uh so I lost my agent and I had to start all over and I might as well have gone from auto mechanics to brain surgery because the mystery then you know the mystery world was like romance Ooh, you know, right. so it took a long time. It took four years to get another agent and a contract and start all over. And, you know, now wow. it's six books later, but
1: you seem like a very fast writer as well, because you said you just went last May to Las Vegas and you've already incorporated your research
3: so <laughs> into the book. I, I originally published a series with a publisher named Midnight Inc, who, who was unfortunately one that didn't make it. And I had the first two were out with that and Severn River pick them up and they wanted four more books, but they wanted two a year. Wow. So I had to very quickly learn to be a fast writer. I, I wouldn't, I, I was very, especially since I'm dyslexic, I was really worried about that because I have to take out of that six months. I have to give a month to an editor that I pay to go through it and kind of, we, I call it, get the dyslexia out, you know, clean it up. So wow. I really am now writing a book every four months. Wow. I'm going to drink to that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On that. No, we need to take a drink. And I think it's time for our midway question, Christy. Can Will I you have think?
1: the whole bottle? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> you can do whatever you want. <laughs> All right. Okay, so this is our question in the bottle. Because, you know, when you get to the bottom of the bottle, so <laughs> keep drinking and we'll see how you answer. Okay. <laughs> Um, anyway, let's see. Oh, what fictional character would you most like to be friends with?
3: Friends. Okay,
1: it has to be fictional. Like you can't be like Lizzie Boyd. I know, but you're
3: you're saying (laughs) friends, not date, right?
1: (laughs) You could do whatever you want. Because guess what? It's all make, all make believe. We can do whatever we want, and well, that, honestly, if you want to be that kind of friend,
3: <laughs> and I'm, I'm digging on the new Reacher in the Reacher series, so I could oh. be his friend.
1: Yeah. Oh,
3: that's, <laughs> that's a nice a good friend answer. to
1: have.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. Friend friends. I don't think so much,
0: but that's a good answer.
1: <laughs> friends with benefits. Friends with so,
0: what about you, Kathy? Oh. Uh, me?
1: Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Um. Gabriel Alon from Daniel Silvas. Oh, of course. He's my favorite. Yeah. No. How
1: about you, Christy? And When you were saying, like, you know, your favorite ones from some of the books that you like, and I and I like Amos Decker from um, Baldacci's books, right? But he's an odd guy. But I still think he would be a fun friend to have. Right. Not necessarily friends with benefits kind of friend, just kind no, of like
3: right. a... I was just on that train of thought since we were talking about romance. You know, Deavers, I... Jeff Deaver was very gracious to to give give me a quote. He's from North Carolina as well, and I was I was very lucky to have him part of my early writing career in mystery. So any of his characters would be awesome to hang out with as well. Yeah, hold Lincoln, uh, Rye, maybe. Well, Lincoln would be awesome. He's got uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Lincoln would be awesome. Yeah.
0: Um, okay, so let's talk writing conferences, you guys. Oh, very, okay. We're we're so excited, Chris and I are excited to be going. To a couple of the summer, you know, everything's opening back up. Um, I saw that obviously you were past chair at BoucherCon, which I can't imagine the work involved. Um, how did you get into doing that? And tell us um, what your yeah, thoughts are kind,
3: kind of like the way I got into romance. Um, this sorry. friend made
1: her do it, in other
0: words. Uh, the
3: Sisters in Crime <laughs> chapter, you know, was like, you know, they're having this big mystery conference here, which I had not been to before. And they need volunteers. And of course, I don't know how to not raise my hand when it's volunteer time. I'm trying to get okay. better at that, but I, I don't do so well. So I went into the volunteer meetings and they you know, asked for, you know, there was a couple of things that were a little complicated. And I went ahead and said, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy to take care of that. And about a month later, the person who was chair was no longer going to be chair. And since I had already taken over the two biggest projects, <laughs> i was asked to take over a conference of 1600 people wow. that i had never even attended
1: and where was that one um probably that was held. in raleigh, North oh, raleigh. Okay. Oh, okay okay so, so that makes sense
3: uh i had some help from some former chairs that that kind of showed up and said okay this is what you have to do and this is what we'll do and you know so i was kind of co-chair vice chair whatever you want to call it but you know i was then end up when you're when you run a voucher you end up on the board of voucher for a certain amount of years so you're kind of you sign on for a kind of a long term with that conference when you sign them to do it so then i ended up being chair of the board of voucher for I for know. my two years there so i that was a lot of work i would have never been able to write two books a year while still doing that because that is a huge amount of work and the people who do that work to to put these conferences on both Sleuth Fest ours which is coming up in July and in South Florida which is one of my favorites it was one of the first ones I went to
1: that's where Kathy and I met and that's how we got started yes so we're big we're big proponents we've We've gone for every year ever since then. But yeah.
3: yeah, I started being a huge conference fan, you know, even back in the romance days, which are, you know, romance conferences are very different. There's cover models running around and all kinds of stuff like that.
1: There's what
3: yeah, cover models. Oh, so they have the co- some of the cover models that are on. I think phone. I'm going to
1: take up romance <laughs> like hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, Romantic Times was the big one, and I think it's kind of unfortunately. I, I don't know how how much they've survived because it was run by a magazine, the the Romantic Times magazine. So I'm not sure what's one. Heather Graham puts on a big one, a vampire one, a romance novel uh, conference in New Orleans, where mm-hmm. most of our romance books are set. Anyway, so I've been called a conference though. What? I'm sorry. I have been called a conference ho before because oh, okay. I love oh. my
1: conferences. Well, okay. the, the, and the, there are differences between um, like because BoucherCon and SleuthFest are two completely kind of different writing conferences.
3: BoucherCon is a reader's conference. It's really a convention. It's the right. BoucherCon convention. It's a writer's, a reader's convention. So There's it's great for
1: authors a- to get together and meet each other and sell their books, but they're, it's not for writers to go and take workshops and learn. It's for fans to go and see their favorites, right?
3: Uh, Yes and no. I would say yes, it is. It's a great place for fans to go. But I always feel like when I am around other writers, especially writers I look up to or or even learning new things about, when I go to their panels and I sit and listen, I either get hugely energized by their energy and and Mm -hmm. their, their... you know, just learning about their experiences and their writing. Or I actually learn some craft, even when I'm not planning on it. So it's not a place you're going to pitch to agents or you're going to do that kind of thing. But Kathy know, it, and
1: I are going to BowserCon this year. We are. Yeah.
3: Yes. I'm, and
1: we've never been. I'm very excited to go to it.
3: Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. You know it's you in minneapolis
1: which it's, is close for kathy that's, yeah, where that's
3: she
0: my was closest from
1: yeah she where you, that's kathy? where she practiced law i'm in south dakota south
3: so dakota. it's
0: like a four-hour drive for me
3: okay. and i used to live in
0: minneapolis so i i'm very familiar and i'm i'm very
3: excited about that good good i'll i'll, I'll yes. see well i hopefully
0: i'll see are you coming down, sleuth oh, yes, coming down yes. to sleuth fest
1: yes we're coming down to sleuth
0: i'm currently just going <laughs> yeah not hard i'm going her.
1: up to fl- sleuth fest and the then road. we've been
0: talking about going to thriller fest as well which we also love so mm-hmm. we're, we're be here um, as well
3: ripping the stay-at-home band-aid off big
1: time this summer
3: we're just, we're gonna yeah,
1: join I'm, you in hoeing ourselves to the different yeah, conferences
3: yeah, I, <laughs> I, I i'm gonna turn just and let you see a little bit of my crap in the corner these are my conference um badges hanging on the wall there oh, oh
1: wow. yeah <laughs> see kathy's I so organized mine. she tosses them before she like, leaves i i have them i'm not a keeper. To. yeah yeah I'm not I, a keep know, I got a lot of bags about, you know that's the
3: only thing I, I don't keep the bags i always use the bags for donating clothes and stuff around but yeah because i always feel like somebody needs the bag as much as anything else but i always keep the badges i some of my romance badges are in there my Riders police academy oh.
0: You're almost making me wish I had kept them.
3: (laughs) If you're a writer and you really want to get dead on with your police procedural stuff or anything to do with with real life stuff, Writers Police Academy is, is way up.
1: We went, Kathy and Me I too. went there. Yeah. Yes, we went there a few years ago when it, it was up at you know in Greenville, Wisconsin. Or yeah, it was fantastic. Oh my gosh, well, it was we were probably
3: met there. So, you will not be surprised to know that that started in North Carolina, and I was
1: <laughs> part of
3: that. That got it you started all
0: back to JD in North Carolina. Hey, you guys, let's take another sip. Okay. we got a final question for JD.
1: Okay. Before we go, we always ask one final question to appease our mysterious foodies out there. And um, this is the question. Which of your characters would you like to share a meal with and what would it be? Oh, wow.
3: That's super hard. Um, I know.
1: you got a lot to choose from.
3: I do. I think Eli, my crazy ex-Vietnam vet guy, Maybe at like a fusion Korean restaurant because he would know everything about all that stuff. And I wouldn't know a thing I was eating, but it would all be absolutely awesome.
1: Yeah, that sounds really good. Would that be in Las Vegas then?
3: If if I had a chance for Eli in Vegas, that would be awesome. (laughs) This is our fantasy.
1: We can have it wherever we want. Right.
0: Okay, so um, Katie, when our listeners want more information about you, where should they go to
3: find it? JD Or, I mean, JD Allen Books is uh, there's a very famous jazz saxophonist named JD Allen. So I had to put books at the end of everything. So, (laughs) JD Allen Books, you're going to find me.
1: All right. That should be good. All right. Cheers to to Breaking Bones and cheers to you. Thanks for for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for joining us for today's episode, subscribe to our podcast on our website, gameofbookspodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you liked what you heard, you can give us a five star rating or review. You can also
0: subscribe on YouTube where you can watch and
1: listen on gameofbookspodcast.com. You can find all the information about what we talked about on this episode, and you can sign up for our newsletter and enter our fun contests and giveaways we
0: also post our stories and links on instagram facebook and twitter hope to see you there i can guarantee you that we had fun today and we hope you did too
1: cheers